Hello and welcome to episode 160 of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Mid-Off because by midway through, you'll probably want to switch off. I'm your host, the man voted most likely to get a podcast blocked on Twitter by Shane Warne. Uh. And let me introduce you to the rest of the team. Uh. The man voted most likely which you were sitting around a fire pit getting sloshed. Welcome, David. Yep. Uh, more natural habitat. Just sitting around <laughs> fine, having a couple of beers. Feeling the fat. <laughs> Next up is the man voted most likely to be confused with Xavier Dowdy on a work Zoom call. Welcome, Alex. Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to do that ever again. That was pretty embarrassing. Welcome, Xavier. And then there's just this big silence of me going, oh, shit, actually, my name's Alex. Uh, I don't know why Xavier... Uh, uh, I'm not sure. So, yeah, it's Alex. Oh, fuck. But I can say I'm looking forward to this podcast and hearing about what's happened in the world of cricket over the past week and a half, lads. And lastly, the man voted most likely to have fish sticks for dinner. Welcome, Ross. Hey, fish fingers. Thank you, Mick. And uh, also interesting that this is episode 160 because last episode he actually brought up your 160th BBL signing. So that was good. (laughs) Well done, Mick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Mate, if we don't report it, no one will So we'll yeah. CA app and us, that's it Only two and sources for that sort of info You've broken the streak of orienteering gags Yeah, I tried, I wanted to you. somehow put a compass into the fish stick part And it was just too hard, so I left <laughs> it alone but, yeah. um, Welcome to the Frederick Harrison Company Studios This is a tight ship production brought to you by Big Lug Enterprises So we're going to kick off with... Um, well, before about 12 hours ago, this probably was the biggest story in cricket of the moment. So we'll talk about this one. And Ben Spokes, so big bad Ben has been added to the Ashes squad, dis- dismissing my belief from two weeks ago that he was no chance to play in the Ashes at all. <laughs> so um, the quote from Spokes was, I had a break to prioritise my mental well-being and I got my fingers sorted. I'm looking forward to seeing my mates and being on field with them. I'm ready for Australia. So. Um, there's two sides to this. I'm happy for him that everything's working out and he's going to get to play cricket again. And, you know, you want if we're going to win, you kind of want their better players playing because it means a little bit more. So that's really good. The other side of it is, is I'm really disappointed because I just did want to flog him and he's the chance that we won't flog him. So that's a bit disappointing. But, um, yeah, so everyone else, what are our thoughts on this? Well, it's funny because we thought he'd never pick up a cricket bat again because yeah. that's such a crippling finger injury. But um, I think it's the um, Christmas piss-up and the Yarra Valley got him over the line. Yeah, got him over so the line. He's happy now. And um, no more going to Perth. Apparently that's off, so he's happy about that because it's shit old. So, yeah. There you <laughs> well, go. Perth's days. a long Good way on. from New Zealand, so, you know, the that's travel is a travel. Away from Auckland. Heard his happy His parents come and watch. Or, sorry, his mum. His dad passed away. How uh, do they come and watch? Well, they'd be in the Yarra Valley, so. Yeah, they're coming over for Christmas. Yeah, just a days. cold stream, cold stream, uh, yeah, winery and brewery. Yeah. Yeah. Having yeah, a stout and yeah. a lovely burgundy, which is uh, Ben Stokes' favourite type of wine. Really? I didn't know. I thought he'd be more of a Sav Blanc type of guy. No, but there you no, go. But no. it surprised me too when I read it. Uh, that burgundy when did you read favorite. this? Uh, uh, Wikipedia.org. Uh, <laughs> I actually found the information on Reddit. Oh, really? Uh, well, this is things. um. it's funny you say that. It's Wikipedia uh, referenced Reddit in its little... Oh, really? That was its source. <laughs> Number it one was, in square yeah. brackets in LinkedIn. One yeah. Reddit. You clicked slash... to Reddit, Reddit thing. Some bloke going, yeah, I reckon... That. 
whatever the form the forum structure is for Reddit. I never understood it. What's it? Reddit subforums or something? I don't understand. Subreddits, they're called. Yes, subreddits. Yes, I still understand. Um, I think the coverage has been pretty hilarious in the last couple of days. Um, look, Ben Stokes is always going to join the Ash Tour at some stage, right? That's just the way it was going to go, and the. He's like Lazarus at the minute. And I look, I'm really happy for him. I am super happy for him that he's got his mental health back on track and he's ready to play cricket again and well done to him. Michael Vaughan, Ben Stokes, quote Michael Vaughan. Ben Stokes is one of the greats. He'll send shivers up Australian spines. Oh, I just got one then, fellas. Is that an earthquake or a shiver? (laughs) I've got a comparison for Ben Stokes. Ben Stokes, 130 test innings, has an average of 37. He's feeling great. He's made 10 test hundreds in 130 digs. Right, So he's a player of good innings as opposed to a good player, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Ah. Brad Haddon averages or averaged 34 in test cricket. Three less runs than the Messiah Ben Stokes. Also could be New Zealand legend with 34. Well, definitely, right? And Ben Stokes actually is a New Zealand legend from New Zealand. <laughs> ben Stokes averages 32 with the ball and has taken four fifers. Mm-hmm. I tried to look for a weird comparison to Ben Stokes, and this is the person I come up with. Colin Miller. Funky. <laughs> averaged 26 with the ball in Test cricket. Wow. And took three fifers. So he's a mixture of Colin Miller and Brad Haddon. Is he really going to make the world of difference in a five-test series? He averages 34 with the bat on Australian soil, has made 100 in a dead rubber test, or not a dead rubber, but a a second innings 100 in Perth Mm -hmm. when they were chasing nearly on 500 to win. I understand that every Australian fan is super keen to call it five-zip in favour of Australia because of how bad the England team is, Ben Stokes will be the difference in one game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So potentially a 3-1 victory with a washout. He's not as good as what people make him out to be based on his record. And he's got red hair. And, but a player of good innings as opposed to a good player, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I found it very interesting, like you said, about the Michael Vaughans and other world that come out this week extremely strongly. Like they've gone one bloke, one redheaded New Zealand bloke has made them go from lambs to lions in the space <laughs> of about four fucking days. Like yeah, it's like like you said, he's he's got a good game in him. Yes. But yeah, he's like that guy you stick in the four pocket and once every three years kicks ten goals. That's who he fucking is. He he is a very good cricketer. Is he one of the greats? No, he's not. Well, he's, he's the new Flintoff. With you know, Flintoff used to is tear Flintoff one of the greats? No, he's not. No, no, no yeah. neither. He's not very good. Doesn't really stack up that special either. No, I guess Alex. No, well, yeah, absolutely not. Um, but he did have amazing uh, performances against Australia. So it's kind yes. of like that thing. Like if we were, if we were, as Australia was Carlton in the AFL, <laughs> we would try and trade for Freddie Flintoff <laughs> because he played well against us and only us. So, yes, Ross. Uh, yes, I think the comparison we made earlier in this year was New Zealand legend Colin de Gronholm, <laughs> who's no idea, no one's idea of a world beater, 
but he's played 26 tests and averaged 35.5 with the bat. So what's that? just one under Stokes. Yeah, one yeah. or two under. Yeah. yeah. Um, only made the one ton, but eight fifties mm-hmm. and hit thirty-seven sixes. Would you? Um, and then he's taken forty-seven wickets, an average of thirty-three point oh eight. Mm. So, well, so Flintoff mm. has a batting average of thirty-one and a bowling yeah. average of thirty-three. Yeah, so Stokes is the greatest. All-rounder that's ever played for England. Uh, Ian Botham probably get well, that. Well, I don't know. We can look back on his, like... I think he was well. actually good. Yeah. No, he was good, yeah. Yeah. Well, was he good or did he just play well against Australia? It's like... <laughs> He's good enough to upset Uncle uh, Grandpa Ian, so he must have been good. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah they give Ian Botham 33 with the bat and 28 with the ball. Was he better with the ball? He Jeez, that's not how I know him, but I never watched him play. He's 20, off as a 27 fifth as did in test yeah. cricket. Fuck, that's a lot. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. He started as a bowler and finished as a batsman, sort of. Uh, is that because he got real fat at the end? Yeah, real tubby. Yeah. It was opening in one day cricket. Yeah. All righty. So I picked the eyes out of that one, I reckon. So Ben Stokes, good luck to you, but you're not that good. Um, so speaking of the Ashes, um, what a summary! So there is um, some question marks around the Perth Test, Roscoe. Yes. Well, I don't think there are. I think it's going to happen. I think Kim Jong Gowan will let him in, and um, they don't want to quarantine. They don't want to do all the shit. But it's the middle of January before they get they got to fly to Perth, so they'll be right. And what they'll do, it's a three day turnaround from the Sydney or four days off after the. Sydney. Test so like you spend the night in Sydney after day five and then jump on that long flight over to Perth and McGowan will just that'll be the day the border controls come off or something you know he'll yeah. he'll sort out he got the AFL grand final he's not gonna fuck off an Ashes test over some yeah you know nonsense that's not real when you're talking about say thirty players and staff plus you maybe just thirty Perth, family yeah. members. No, no, it can be fucked. Who cares? And um, <laughs> they'll just stay at that Joondaloop, or however you say it, resort. Uh, Joondalup. Yeah, Joondalup. And they just have the run of the place. They won't want to go anywhere else, so it won't well, matter. Well, maybe Margaret, that, Margaret River they might want to go if the families have any say in it, Ross. Well, they just bring nah, a bus. Joondalup's bullet nah. country. They'll bring, they'll bring, they'll pack a bus full of the best from Margaret River and just drive it up to Joondalup. Yeah. Yeah. And then they can have their piss up party while the players are playing at Perth Stadium. They'll only be in Perth for eight days. Yeah. So, like, it's nothing. If you have a couple of dozen of can, can I give you a local no. reference? You know, no. Joondalup is like the Moondal or South Morang of the, uh, of the Melbourne suburbs. It's quite, so the best, it's quite far north. Yeah. <laughs> Chef north. kiss. Right. Yeah, yeah. 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 One lane in and out, too. Right. Beautiful. Oh, you love it. Cricket Australia, just got to go out. And up about three quackers, drop them in like the kids' room of the resort. Everyone will be right. Rocknest yeah. Island, just quarantine yeah. Rocknest so Island. How hard is it? I heard in the indigenous language that Joondalup means dumping ground. <laughs> That's why they're going to all the English Dumping ground of the white people. man, I think. Yeah. The English people, yeah. yeah. Dumping ground. <laughs> Descend on the place, destroy it, and then they're going to burn it to the ground after they leave. Excellent. Because I hear burning destroys COVID. Mm, yeah, temperature. Mm. That is Variety. high so, frequency light <laughs> inside <laughs> your body. Five G towers. I hate that. Get a salt lamp. You'll be all right. 
<laughs> so, uh, and finally, speaking of Ashes Test, uh, with everything going on in Victoria at the moment and the vaccination rates and everything, it is looking like we will have very, very close to a full MCG come Boxing Day. At the moment, the estimation is 80K, and I think um, it'll grow between now and then. I honestly think it'll get to the yeah. full. Get so, vaccinated um, your cunts. So for all those people, the Mark McGowans and the whoever else <laughs> of the world trying to steal our Boxing Day test offers, eh, go get fucked. But, yeah, so that's that. Yes, Alex? The uh, line to get into the joint in day one will be a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Imagine 100,000 people failing to, to try and move their ca- camera forward and back from a QR code until it picks it up. <laughs> oh, my God. There'll be one 80-year-old bloke who has to <laughs> get out his certificate and show it. Uh. No. Okay. Uh, okay. Thanks for giving me some support on that comment, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> So from, um, I just want to see the people who don't get let in, like those 85-year-old MCC members going... But they jowls just slapping together. Slapping on their collar. And then they'll be, you know, they'll come in their collared shirt and then expect to walk in not owning a smartphone or something. They'll just have to go back to their local cricket club and fall asleep on the couch with lights they didn't pay for. Well, they drink strawberry milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> so from that beacon of, the, of a cricket tradition that is the Ashes, we go to another beacon of cricket tradition. That's the T20 World Cup. So um, at the moment, we've got the T20 World Cup is um, going on in Abu Dhabi. Uh, so from the qualifying stage, uh, we Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, Scotland and Namibia were added to the Super 12. So uh, now we've got two groups in there. So we've got Group A consists of the Englishmen, the Australians, Sri Lanka, South Africa, the Bangers and the Windies. And Group B is Pakistan, Afghanistan, Namibia, New Zealand, Scotland and India. It's fair to say that Group B might be the group of life, I think. But, yes, there's a lot lot going on in there. Yes, Roscoe? Amazing effort by Namibia to qualify for the second round. Uh, They've got five cricket grounds in the whole country, a country of 2.5 million people. So it's smaller Jesus. than New Zealand. Yeah, I think they had nine cricket teams in Namibia, <laughs> like teams, not clubs, even just yeah. teams. And uh, they managed to pick a um, bloke who played for South Africa, David Wies, I think it is, or Wies. Okay. And yep. he played for South Africa in the 2016 World T20. Can you believe that was the last one? Back when Carlos Brathwaite hit uh, Ben Stokes, of all people. For yeah, those that's fixes. nuts to me. Yeah. Uh, Meant to have them every two years, aren't they? Yeah, well, they went off the two-year thing and chucked the Champo's trophy in there, I think, uh, at one yeah, point. that's right. And then COVID, mm. yeah, so. It's yeah. concerning. Yeah, it's a worrying trend. Uh, oh, so, yeah, fantastic effort by them. A very interesting <laughs> development. Mm. Concerning, I'd say, more so Ireland's uh, test playing nation, inability to qualify. Uh, yeah. Concerning. Mm, very concerning. And uh, PNG, good to see them on the world stage. Best hats in world cricket. Oh, my word. Yeah. But, uh, and also the winner for me so far has been the venues. Can't get over those venues when they pull the camera back and there's just desert and this green. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's still, Pretty good. Said every, every game I turn on, I'm still blown away by it. Or just a massive eight lane highway yeah. next to the ground. They love their huge highways with no cars on them in the UAE. Yes. Yes, they do. Yeah. Always surprising. 
Uh, the other thing I was going to say, Mick, is uh, the two groups of six, the Super 6 or Super 12 stage, they call it now. Um, Aaron Finch said it's a tough, tough competition. It's cutthroat. Oh, yes, really? Yeah, a World Cup the, is cutthroat. Yeah, only the top two out of six go into the semifinals. Yeah. So well, how many do. fucking chances does he want? <laughs> well, I don't know. It was sort of a fair point, sort of, because the two things I thought about that is shut the fuck up because that seems like you're whinging. Yes. And the the second thing was, it's like, yeah, lots of comps, like, to get out of the group stage, it's the top half go out. So maybe he's got a little point. You got to, you only play five games, well, you play five games being in the group of six. So to get top two, what do you have to win? Four? Yeah. Out of the five? So, yeah. You what, can't just wouldn't matter back in the day when we fucking belted everyone. Now, yeah, just, when we're good, it'd be yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you could... Probably miss out winning three games and losing two. Big chance to miss out unless you had good net run rate or something. Yes, Alex. So I think of this Super 12 as, as the final 16 in the Football World Cup. Mm. So Finch, you should look at it that way. You didn't even have to fucking go through the standard group phase of yeah. the World Cup. You just get parachuted into the last bit and Namibia and Ireland fight it out to get into that group. So maybe you yeah. should just relax a little bit. <laughs> just be you're in this group of 16. If you were playing football, Australia would be pulling themselves silly over being in the group. <laughs> <laughs> Can I make another point? What do you think of the structure where the the smaller nations, oh, you know, just the not not lower ranked teams have to qualify, mm, uh, I, and I, we ta- I, and we take a rest or the the top eight. Yeah, I'd prefer. The, I think the football World Cup is the best system. Mm, yeah, it's cricket. Just let everyone play in the World Cup. It's not hard. It's well, it. going for fucking three months. Fucking single yeah. elimination well, tournament. Just bang, 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 bang. <laughs> Well, that's what they used to do with the Champions Trophy. Yeah. It used to be yeah, yeah, a straight-up elimination. The very first one was a knockout yeah. one. Uh, There's interesting because you're trying to grow the game. You've still only got 16 teams mm. at this World Cup. World T- T20 is meant to be... Are they trying to grow play. the game now, Ross? Well, they're trying to... It's a bit they like AFL where they try and slow the game down, uh, speed the game up to slow it down. They're trying to grow <laughs> the game by making it more restrictive. Yeah. <laughs> you know how it works. Yeah, it's man, harder it's to get in... Yeah, the yeah. middle, oh, the middle yeah. nations will spend more money to try and get in. Much harder to get in, so I'm going to try and get in. Yep. Yeah, and you think, well, Namibia is back in a world event with a 50 or 20 over for the first time since 2003. Where have they been yeah. for 17, 18 yeah, years? You know, point. just in the wilderness, wandering through the desert. And they could be, you know, the first nation. Mm. Mm, the worry. other thing I think is <laughs> the Rugby World Cup, um, which I think is a good comparison, they have 20 teams in it and they've had 20 for uh, 20 years 20 yeah. plus years 20 and, for 20 10 yeah. 20 whoa mm, oh, 20 for 20 <laughs> oh Chapanon I'm going to go to the subreddit for Chapanon type that in Chapanon <laughs> <laughs> Could they not get to 20 teams? I think like that would be worthwhile. Yeah, but even it. at least 16, just four groups of four. Like yeah, get yeah, Scotland yeah. in there. Yeah. Not hard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, we'll quickly talk mm. about a few of the games because some interesting shit has happened in these games. So uh, so to kick off the tournament, the Aussies played the Sappers. Uh Australia win by five wickets. Really four them. wickets because they only took nine wickets. But anyway, we all know my theory on that. Uh, so, Aussies won the toss, elected to bowl. Um, Roll the Sappers for 118, which is pretty good going. 
Uh, Aiden Markram was the star of the Sapphires, making 40. Um, and he took a ripping catch when the Aussies were batting as well, did uh, Aiden. Uh, Aussies chased a five down with a few balls to spare. Stoinis had a whack at the end and finished it off. Um, yeah, nothing overly exciting, just a pretty, you know, lackluster game to kick off the tournament. But not as lackluster as game two, where England rolled the Windies for 55. Nice. Oh, so, yeah, England win by six wickets. Um, Chris Gale, top score for the West Indies, with a runner ball 13. So that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the star of that innings uh, was um, from the bowling was Adil Rashid, who took four for two of 2.2 overs for England. So pretty good going there. Yes, England won that pretty easy. Uh, then the next, this is the, probably the game that had the most um, views on social media around it, and that was game three, where Sri Lanka took on the took on Bangladesh. Um, so there was a little bit of controversy in this one because uh, Sri Lankan chaps took a wicket and um, old mate took exception to the celebration and put his bat under his chin and told him to go fuck himself. Oh, <laughs> this was, uh, quite interesting. And um, it's a bit sad, sad to say there was a bit of spice in this game between Sri Lanka and the bangers. So, yes, Alex. Do you reckon it was a little bit of see you in the what, the four five-lane highway at the back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The you mean four-lane highway. <laughs> and, and then after the game, they just shook hands and were very friendly to each other. Yeah. Yep. All right. <laughs> But, uh, oh, yeah, stuff. so, yeah, that was the highest scoring game. It was 172 beat 171. A um, couple of blokes made 50s. One bloke made 80, not out, so right under them. Uh, Pakistan, this is another big story doing the rounds as well. Pakistan would beat India by 10 wickets, really seven, because Pakistan didn't take all the wickets. Um, <laughs> so they would get seven, they would get seven <laughs> for 151. Holly would make 57. It was uh, Shaheen Afridi. The big man with the big, nice, over square head you know, yeah. and would take three for 31 from his four overs. Uh, Pakistan would chase it none down to get 152. Mohammed Rizwan would get 79 red and Baba Azam will get 68 not out. Um, yeah, Afghanistan would beat Scotland by 130 runs. So oh, they Jesus. rolled them to 60 and made one... Oh, sorry, they made 190 and then rolled them to 60. Um, Mujib... Ooh, Rahman, who was being playing for the Brisbane Heat. Um, Jeeve, he took here. five for 20 off his four yeah. overs. And Rashid Khan took four for nine off his two overs. So, yeah, it's fair to say, I don't. I feel for Ireland if that's what Scotland can get in addition up. But anyway, um, huh. yeah, then we had South Africa beat the Windies by eight wickets last night or early this morning. Um, Windies will get uh, eight for 143. South Africa chased two down. It was Markham again, got 51 not out. And Evan Lewis will get 56 for the Windies. With the ball, it's Dwayne Pretorius, who took three for 17. He bowls cheeky little mediums. Anyone who watched the game the other night? But yep. The story to come out of this game, and I, I don't really want to touch on it too much. I was going to say, do we dare game. talk about this It's a bit situation? of a panic. Kick. No. We've got to acknowledge it because it happened. Yep. Uh, Quinn DeCock refused to play because he refused to take a knee because... Um, there's two schools of thought on this. He is racist or he it is his opinion that he gave, which is that it's just a token thing and he doesn't believe that cricket South Africa should be telling people to be activists. Yeah. I don't know. It's not a good look. If it's just a token thing, just fucking do it, mate. It's a token thing at the end of the game, shaking hands with a cunt you don't like. You know what you do? You shake his hand yeah. and you keep fucking walking. Yes, Alex. He um, has previously done a gesture... Um, about save the rhino, which is holding your two figures up and your two, 
Yeah, kind of. Um, you just, yeah. Anyway, he's done token gestures for activism before for a rhino. So I think it falls flat that is his excuse about the um, tokenness. Yeah. Of it. Oh, I've I've read a little bit about this, and I'm certainly not an expert in South African history, or and we know that that is a particularly interesting part of the world when it comes to race relations for some time. Um, his his thing was, yes, tokenistic, but he doesn't want to be dictated to by the cricket board when the previous cricket board had said, you acknowledge this movement the way you want to acknowledge it. And then they've come out two rounds into a World Cup and said, you have to do it this way. Um, I am of the opinion that... When you are representing South Africa, you should probably be more aware of what is happening around you compared to a lot of the other nations, considering that they're probably the most race-mixed team in world cricket and certainly one with the funkiest race history, I would say. Um, So from my point of view, if you're an ex-captain of South Africa, which he is, just do the tokenistic stuff if that's what you think it is to to represent your country, in my opinion. The thing was, too, they, this was brought in before game one and he did it in game one against Australia. Oh. And he did it and he played and then he got an issue with it this morning. Like, from what you, from what we've been told, he got an issue with it, like, on the bus to the ground and oh. went up to Bavuma and just said, yeah, I'm not playing. And so... Yeah, it's and you know what it is what it is. We don't we don't need to bang it over the head. It's probably mm-hmm. like I don't know how he goes back into that side and looks like talks to people like Bavuma and Rabada again after mm-hmm. the way this has gone on. It's a it's a bit of a powder keg, so it'll be interesting to see what happens. Mm-hmm. But like his viewpoint, I understand not wanting to be forced into activism as he put it. But it's not really that. Like it's it's kind of past that. The whole mm-hmm. um, it's just. It's basically just trying to, you know, show that, you know, we still support these people and we care about them and all that. But anyway, mm. that's enough of that. It's, it is what it is. We touched on it because it was a big story and it would just look like we were ignoring it if we didn't talk about it because everyone knows that the cricket news cycle flows through this podcast and out the oh, other side. Oh, yeah. So. This is actually one of the ones we're in front of. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll just go back to something that happened um, 13 days ago now, Mick. If that's yeah. right. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> So we'll, we've got the last game that's been played um, of the World Cup to this point, and that was uh, Pakistan knocked off New Zealand by three wickets. Sorry, it said five wickets, but it's really three wickets. Uh, so New Zealand will get rolled eight for 134. Big Daryl Mitchell would make 27 um, out. It was uh, Harris Ralph would take four for 22 for the Pakistan team. Um, Mohammed Rizwan Sounds like a menswear store, that guy. Yeah. Harris yeah. Ralph. <laughs> Uh, where'd you get your suit? Oh, down at Harris Ralph's. They're special at the moment. A lovely great. fit. Yeah, I might go get two. Yeah, good idea. Harris Ralph. Made for you. Yeah. That's a nice pair of three-quarter pants. Where'd you get them? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> three-quarter corduroys. Yeah. <laughs> oh. uh, so, Mohamed Rizwan would top score again for Pakistan, making 33. Um, it was Ish Sodi. would take two for 28 for the New Zealanders to be the best of their bowling. And that is where we sit right now in terms of the World Cup. At this point, Pakistan are the front runners and look like it's uh, almost their tournament to lose at the moment. They've knocked off the big dog in India and they've knocked off 
New Zealand is also traditionally a pretty good Taekwondo side, so they have a little bit bit of momentum on their side. The Pakistan it's strange team. that we played. I think Australia played what last Saturday night and haven't played since. Haven't played yeah. again. Yeah. yeah, South Africa played yesterday. Surely we're up today. We might yeah. never play again. I'm thinking, guys, it's been never. so long. That's yeah. the earnings. We probably shouldn't. We're so bad at teaching. That's it. Finchie made a duck. You, you <laughs> that's it. We're walking <laughs> off a Juno Ranatunga yeah. style. We're out of here. Yep. Yeah, we must play tomorrow night. Anyway, yeah. um, just notice, Mick, that this has been a tournament so far for blokes over 40 because Muhammad Afiz from Pakistan is 41. He's playing. And Chris Gale, 42. Oh, Did you know playing. that um, in that West Indian side, Ravi Rampal still playing. He's 38, Ross. Bloody hell. I didn't realise. I knew he'd what? been playing a bit of county cricket. Yeah. He was back in the national So he's setup. still playing wow. for the West Indies. Ravi wow. Rampal. I remember him. It's just like his, his just his stats and like his history of playing cricket. Just you have to pick him, yeah, even well, no matter. Like he's just so it just jumps out at me as like a really really good international. Oh yeah, yeah. So well, you just Walsh. keep, yeah. you just keep picking him. <laughs> exactly, Brian Lara, Ravi yeah. Rampal. Hey, well, fucking um, weird. Surely there's better. Of, cricket. Uh, speaking of Chris Gale and uh, old blokes, um, do you see that before the tournament started, he actually basically just wrote off. Um, was it Kelly Ambrose? Yeah, Ambrose. he wrote off Kelly Ambrose as a person because Kelly Ambrose questioned whether his form meant he deserved to be in the World Cup <laughs> squad. And Gail basically just went, "Yeah, well, I used to respect him, but if he's going to doubt the universe, boss, then I'm just done with him." And that's it. Like, just fucking just wrote him off as a person. Can we? Said, I don't care. You're a great. I'm done with you now. It's like, Can we all stuff. agree that this universe boss shit is the worst fucking thing ever? Yeah. I wouldn't mind if he said Chris Gale says he's, you know, third person himself. Yeah, that's yeah like The like, Rock that's, back in the day, yeah. yeah. That's been a bellend, but it's an acceptable level yeah. of bellend. Universe boss universe is boss. Just just, garbage. He talks, like, he talks about himself. Like, if he didn't come around, cricket would just have, like, not existed. Oh, yeah. But you know, even the best player from your fucking country can't. Just stand in line and be good at what you're good at because you're only good at T20 cricket and shut the fuck up, mate. Just go away and do your business. I noticed, I noticed he batted four the other day. Yeah, yeah he's been batting three a bit too, like in CPL. Strange, isn't it? Because he's a solid runner at open 13 as well. Good on him. I think, I think they, want, um, they might want some um, quick singles in the openers and he doesn't have any left in him. <laughs> yeah. You might want to get a he's bit just... of form to get before he comes and plays those T20s for fucking Mulgrave or whatever he's meant to be doing later in the year. <laughs> that's what all the fucking Mulgrave. West Indian champion players did at the end of their life went played for fucking Mulgrave. <laughs> it's a bit of shame board about it, isn't it? Just to, like, someone gives me a bad comment. Give me a bad comment so I'm writing off an absolute fucking champion yeah. of the game. You know, at, down at um, Mulgrave Cricket Club, the Magpies down there, they got the only honour board. There's um, uh, Courtney Walsh, there's uh, <laughs> Brian Lara, and soon to be Chris Gale. So, yeah, fair enough. That's where they all go. It's funny. Yeah. Who would have thought it? Mm. Oh, I wouldn't have. As long as we Gail don't make Pons. a Bryn Edelston joke at Chris Carl's expense, he won't block us on Twitter and we'll be all right. So. Ah. Oh, that's right. Warning, Bryn Edelston. Oh, <laughs> warning. Come on. Come on. That was a solid joke, too, that he blocked us for. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, worth it. Yeah, I fucking hope it was. It was really good. Fucking Botox cunt. Your statue doesn't even look like you had that much work done. Your statue doesn't even look like you anymore, Shane. Fucking hell. Yeah, that was dead on when it was first built. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a spitting image. <laughs> it was perfect. If you'd painted Shane Warren up in grey paint, you wouldn't have been able to split the two. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, all right, we're going to move on to the World Cup. We'll talk a bit more numbers and scores because I know that what Ross is all over. So we're oh, going to talk a bit and... domestic cricket. Yes. So in yes. the last uh, the last couple of weeks, we've had a couple of Shield games and a one-dayer. So um, in the Shield, Queensland um, played South Australia. Uh, the Sacker won the toss and elected to have a bowl. They would roll Queensland for 152. Joe Burns the top score with 48. And it was a podcast favourite, Venus in the pitch, DJ Dan Worrell, the next great Australian, sorry, great English test bowler, would take four for 49. So well under DJ. Um, so in reply, the Sappers, oh, the Sappers, the Sacker would make 280. Harry Nielsen would top score for 71 because his dad told everyone to let him have a bat. Um, but it was Mark Steckity, the uh, old-timer from Queensland, would take seven for 44 in the seven South for... Australian innings. Get out. Yeah. So uh, Queensland would then have another bat. They'd declare seven down for 451. Usman would make 174, which has put his name back in front of the selectors, you'd imagine, with uh, Pukowski getting hit in the head the other day. Hopefully. Yeah. And uh, Ginsman, Lloyd Pope, would take two for 58 in the Queensland innings. Uh, really? So the... So the so, yep, yeah, it took 258. Yes, Unbelievable. And went at 3.63 and over. Unprecedented Ooh. time. He got the last two wickets, didn't he, in the over before they declared. He did too. Yep. So his two wickets were in the same over, which was the last over, and then they called declaration. Well, hopefully yes. Icarus's wings don't melt as he flies so high into the sun. There, <laughs> <Lord Pope. laughs> um, so. And you forgot to mention my man Jimmy Pearson made another ton. So anyway, yeah, continue. Sorry, I only sorry. put down the highest score. So. Yes, but he made 106 <laughs> not out. So Fuck up, up, Ross. Okay. No. I only talk about 100 not out if it's Jordan Silk, which you find out later. If, on. It's, if it's a um, good one. <laughs> shit, so, um, uh, dickhead. Yeah. Yes, Alex. I just wanted to say that in the entire game, Lloyd Pope bowled 18 overs. Nice. Um, and it was a as a brought to my attention by a tip Madsley saying, "Geez, how much confidence does Trav had having Lloyd Pope to bowl him?" I think they bowled something like you know 150 overs in the game or more, and he's bowled 18 in total. They bowled exactly 200 overs. There you go. And he bowled 18 almost in total. 10% of them. So good work. <laughs> so he should be bowling 50 of them, shouldn't he? As one of the four main bowlers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but more because he's a spinner. Because yeah, the only spinner. We'll, we'll give him 50 as like standard, but yeah, yeah 18, not 50. The only spinner. <laughs> so, in the final innings, South oh. Australia would need 324 to pull out victory, but they would not get there as the game would teeter out and they'd, get, they'd be 6 or 244. Oh, spoiler Ray alert. Carter okay. would be 79. <laughs> and Mark hmm. Steggity would take 3 for 48 to give him match figures of. 10 for 92. So well done oh, to Mark Steckity. Match would finish in a draw. Jamie Cox medal. Three votes, Mark Steckity. Two votes, Usman. One vote, Jack Carter. Points for South Australia got 2.8. And oh, Queensland got two. Yes, Roscoe. Yes. Uh, now, after that uh, great draw with Alex Carey and Dan Worrell at the uh, crease, what do you think the Sacker did after pulling out one of the all-time great um, 3.8 Point game, oh. two point eight point games. So went they got the better the, of the points. Went to the Barossa Valley and had a wine. Oh, I reckon they, they Nadia Batel and had strippers. <laughs> I think they all just had a nice cup of Earl Grey tea and went home to bed early. 
Yeah, so it was a Monday night in Adelaide, so I'm surprised they found anywhere open. But the city that never sleeps so wrong. The <laughs> city uh, that never famous... wakes. Yeah, the city that always sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> a city that's never awake. <laughs> Good, I think we've covered everything. I right, continue, Ross. Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's no better way to celebrate a famous 0.8 points decision against yeah. another team than... <laughs> In going out to a nightclub, and as we know in South Australia, despite having no um, COVID nineteen in the state, there's only one nightclub with the mechanical ball. That's it. (laughs) And no, you forget the one with the metal detector at the front. Oh, the rose bomb. I've no idea what that is. It's a fucking hole. Sorry, Ross. They went off the wheelchair. Bit of Bundy on tap. Oh. And after they'd had their bunny on tap, um, despite not having any cases of COVID in their state for months, South Australia have proven over time that they are, in fact, the covid state of Australia. <laughs> and uh, no more certain is that than when um, we learnt that the South Australians went out to a venue, a nightclub that was open on a Monday night, lo and behold, and they committed the cardinal sin of these COVID times. They went into a nightclub, they had Kiss a drink, and no, <laughs> the, the two, first two things are okay. Go to a nightclub, have a drink. They then tried to have a dance on the dance floor. Oh, no. No. But that's not allowed in these COVID times. Oh, my God. And so they were ejected from the venue for dancing on the dance floor at the nightclub. Fuck me. Um, Was I think, you know who I blame for this? Kevin Bacon from the movie Footloose. (laughs) They weren't allowed to dance. George Travolta. Said a worrying and concerning... Precedence. <laughs> South Every time I look at Kevin Bacon, I think, mm, worrying trend that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Him dancing with water falling on him and running into chains at the old sawmill. Oh, Demi Moore um, pouring the water. Uh, uh, that's you like, can't say I've seen that two movie movies too. together. Isn't the water pouring one from fucking the girl movie where she dances? Demi Moore, isn't it? Good, good, um, good description. The girl yeah, movie that makes me want to fucking crawl. Yeah, you're thinking of you're thinking the one where Demi Moore's a stripper ball, but it's not that one. There's one from ah. the 80s. The sound she of music. water on herself, don't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's um, the stripper one. Strip G-I-J. Cabaret, <laughs> cabaret. We're talking about cabaret here. That may sorry, can I just on Rouge. Striptease made $113 million worldwide. Well, it's called striptease. Of course it did. It's all bloke. What do you think it was going to make? 20 bucks? I think it was G.I. Jane. No one dances at G.I. Jane. They mark. I'll give you that. They mark. No, I actually blame the DJ because what happened was he had the cogs going and DJ Frankie Worrell got up there and played a bit of... Oh, that's true, yeah. No, he, you know, no, no, you know what he did, Alex. You know he was what he dancing did. cocks in the dance floor. <laughs> he got on the decks and flicked on his favourite track, which is Gangster's Paradise. So everyone just couldn't help themselves <laughs> and hit the dance floor. Oh, no, yeah. I think, no, that would have cleared the dance floor, as we know from oh, experience, Ross. As we know. He did. Yeah. It was coming to that point of the night where you get that absolute trinity, which is Kenny Loggins' Footloose. Mm. Then you get country and a road. Phone getting kicked across mm. the dance oh, floor. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> and then finish up with come on, Eileen. So it's footloose Take me home where <laughs> I belong. Fucking country road song. Is it John Denver, isn't it? Yeah, John Denver. God, God damn John Denver. And then and his damn shoulders get kicked across the dance floor. Oh, yeah. It's home time. Well, it wasn't that night. And they put in closing time as the lights come on. 
Ah, so ugly. Ah. The other movie from the eighties with the water thing is Flash Dance. Is the movie ah, from the eighties? Yeah. How much did that make? Oh, too, it's got flashes it? in flashing mm. yourself, so yeah. probably yeah, would have made it hard. She was a welder in a steel mill, and then she wanted to go to dancing school. Really? Right. Sounds like that yeah. Homer Simpson episode. Two hundred and one million dollars. Yep. Yep. Thought so. The only gay steelworks in the village. <laughs> <laughs> Homer we, Simpson stuff. We 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 work hard and we play hard. Everybody dance now. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The sick bolt or some whatever the <laughs> nightclub. The uh, Prince Albert, I think. <laughs> All right, so we, might get this, we might get this back on track and talk about a bit of cricket. So there was oh, another shit. Sheffield Shield game happened in the last fortnight, and that was, was West, that was, was West this? Australia taking on Tasmania. So what? Tassie would win the toss and have a bowl. They would roll WA for 238. Josh Philippe would get 16. It was the debutant, Lawrence Neil Smith. Tasmania would take five for 43. Oh. Hmm. Soon reply, Tassie make 252 all out. Lawrence Neil Smith was in it again, making 60, not, 60 out for the top score for Tassie. And the best of the bowls from WA was our old man, Hank Cartwright. He took four for 23. Wow. So uh, WA would have another bat. That would make 230 all out. It would smash. would get 58. Um, and it was the old stager, the man who likes to eat fucking charcoal brick and bananas, Peter Siddle. He got <laughs> five for 40. Ah. Hmm. Uh, oh, bananas. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, as he was set, 217 in the final innings for victory. They would get it seven down. Caleb Jewell would top score 52, and Tassie would win by three wickets. Nick Jewell. Yes, Roscoe. Yeah, interesting one there. It's had a real local cricket feel to it, them chasing 220. It was a bit yeah. of, if everyone makes 20, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, luckily for them, um, Charlie Wackham made 50, as did Caleb Jewell. And uh, then the man not out, who hit a few runs late in the game, uh, looks very similar to someone on the podcast, but called Jared Freeman. <laughs> Which been a two, Jared Freeman. It's hard to pull off. He's the hardest thing in the game. Mm. Mm. Uh, anyway, so Jamie Cox yeah, medal. Oh, I thought some, someone was going to jump in and explain how much Jared Freeman was like someone else in the podcast, but no one did. So well, you go stuff yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like run with it, Ross. That's oh, he bowls like Mick and he looks like Mick and he runs like Mick. Yeah, <laughs> and go. he's built like Mick. Isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I tell you what, he's not as angry as Mick. I'll give it up to <laughs> Well, we don't know him that well, so we can't. Now, I know that no one's that angry. So <laughs> <it's> <laughs> <not>. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I, that logic. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, yeah, I'm not going to say anything. Uh, so, Jamie Cox medal, three votes, three votes for Lawrence Neil Smith, two votes for Pierre Siddle, and one vote to Smash. Points, yeah. Tassie 7.52. Yes. Defeated WA 1.38. Oh, that is a six and a bit point flogging. That's a smash. That's yeah. full on like Nadia Lyons style. That's an air ride. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, Mick, okay. interesting point here. Um, the um, Whoever puts the votes in for Crick Info agreed with you with Lawrence Neil Smith as a man's match. But did you know that he got replaced 17 overs into WA's second innings? Oh, he got whacked. Is he the one that got whacked in the head? Yeah. Yeah. So he only played half a game. He only bowled two overs in the WA second innings, which is the third innings of the match. And, yeah, one player of the match for Five for half a 50 game. is pretty good going. 
Oh, right. I don't say he didn't deserve it. Who did you give the two to again? Uh, two was to Pierre for his five yep. and yep. one to Smash for his fifth. Smash. No uh, so final domestic game of the fortnight we've had, um, barring the live ones that are going at the moment, was we had a Marsh Cup one day. So uh, WA played South Australia in that. Uh, oh, the South right. Australians won the toss and elected to have a bat. Uh, they would get 6 for 193. Jake Weatherall would make 60 and Big Mac Cowley would oh, take nice. 2 for 37. Was that um, rain affected? 6 for 193? Yeah. Oh. It was. This was there was about four or five rain delays in this one. Yeah, cool. So WA would get four for one sixty-seven, which under Duckworth Lewis was enough to win by six wickets, but it's only really two wickets. Mm-hmm. Um, WA five like eighty not out. And man, Lloyd Pope would take two for thirty-five for South Australia off one. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, it was, it was off about two. Yeah. Um, so, but this is the game that has done the rounds on social media thanks to the male model himself. Wes Agar. Oh, yeah. So, mm. Wes Agar's final over. Now, be- before this, Wes Agar over. The over before, Brendan Doggett bowled a ball that nearly missed the fucking pitch for a wide. <laughs> so, so Wes has gone, anything you can do, dog man, I can do better. So, he, <laughs> oh, he He's a bounty hunter. <laughs> he started the over with two no balls and a wide. <laughs> oh, my God. Which resulted in a free dog hit. Man. Which Darcy Short hit for six. Shit. So, <laughs> so the first one was a double no ball. The uh, West Australians hit the winning runs. Was 19 runs off the over and only four legal deliveries from the over. <laughs> oh, the end on the you, match. dog man. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good point, Mick. They had two overs left. Wes Ogo came on to bowl with the, the, the second last over and they still needed 17 runs. The first ball he bowled was a bean ball at Shaw Marsh's head where he overstepped by about 15 centimetres. <laughs> A double free hit on no the ball, take. Will. He's yeah. on the take. And he bowled some of the cross, And I don't know if it was the second ball or the third ball. He overstepped, and I reckon it was 30 centimetres. Oh, no, judging from no balls. A massive, massive like, no his whole shoe, you could put another shoe behind it and it still wouldn't hit the white line. Jesus. It was How do you know what he was trying to achieve? Mm. Yeah. Really strange. How uh, the votes so go on that one, Mick? Mark Higgs medal. We've got three votes for Smash. Yep. Two votes for Jake Weatherold and one vote purely for the entertainment value of it was eight guns. He's going to well win it now. Deserved. It'll be a rich rate of four. Well, the, the votes, because votes really should go to blokes to affect the outcome of the game. And Will's eight guns the outcome of this game. Good. So, therefore, Lloyd Pope should win every Allen Border medal because he always affects the outcome of the game. Uh, well, it's lucky we don't call it a best and fairest or something like that. Almost, it's just a medal. Like, it's, it's just, just a medal. A medal. <laughs> yeah. The biggest effect on the outcome of a game. That's right. We don't give votes based on best players on the ground. We just give votes based on who affected the game. Yeah, good one. Now, Mick, you've missed a game there, but I'm happy to do it. because oh, I have. I? You can do it, yeah. Of, yeah, I uh, watched most of this. The fucking cricket um, Australia oh, app is hard to follow where the games I found a new website. Yeah, they don't put dates. There's a lot of little details that they lack, and so you can never actually tell when things are happening. The other thing they do is upcoming games. They never play, say what day of the week it is. You're always like, get 28th of October. Is that a Thursday or is that a Wednesday? You know, it's just fucking shit. Okay. It's going to have to be a Thursday. I know. Concerning it's trend. It is. <laughs> Worrying. I watched most of the second innings of this game. It was last Friday or the one before? No, one before, that's right. Long time ago. About 12 days ago. I'll tell you what day it was. Oh. 
WA versus Tasmania at the WACA Grand in Perth. Uh, Ashton Turner, batting at number five, made a ton, 100 off 121 balls to rescue them from all sorts of terrible quality they're in at five for 58. Yeah. Uh, they were they were three for 16 at one point. Anyway, he's gone back on track. Ashton Turner. He is. Uh, but they... Cardin- yeah. <laughs> Cardinal Sin, David. He's so also an overdrive. What, didn't bat their overs? In better oh. 47.1. What does that mean? They left in the what? shed like 12 and five, 17 balls. They didn't. Bloody hell. Shit. They don't deserve to win. Kick of the bowlers. Runs the, in the bank. Yeah, Meredith and Siddle, three each. Tasmania got off to a good start with uh, Ben McDermott making 57 off 63. And then the wise old head of Jordan Silk batting at number mm. four, 90 not out of 91. Ably supported by <laughs> Bo Webster with 39. And then Quarterback. Little Tommy Andrews with 14 or 16. Now, they did a good job. Only bowler who threatened was uh, suit and tie, four for 39 for him. They won with seven overs to spare. What did uh, what did conceived in a sex tape Ben McDermott make again? 59. Ooh, so 57. Close. 57. Yeah. Ooh, so oh. close to chomp, chomp. Jordan Silk was in the match. Points. Ooh. Unfortunately, the um, um, NAB Cup, what's it called? Marsh Cup. Yeah, they've gone for the traditional point system, so it's a little bit boring. Oh, There's yeah. only four, Western Australia, nil point. Jeez, it's like yeah. you make it too easy to work out who was the better team. Like, it's oh, just, yeah. yuck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> four? Where's the prime number? That's oh, what I want to do. Six points to win. What? Oh, did any captains accuse the other captain of playing first innings points? No, they did not. Not in this game. Not in that game. And uh, mm. I went for the three votes to Jordan Silk. Two votes to Ashton Turner for making a ton. And then one vote because it's always good if you take a wicket um, to start the rot, which he did with his first ball, and that was Sam Rainbird. Mm. So there you got one for 43. What's the one-day domestic medal called? Is that the Andrew Johns? Mark Higgs. Mark Higgs. Mark Higgs. That's right. Andrew Johns is the worst BBL player. That's That's right. Not the best. Um, <laughs> or the Both fairest. Exactly the same cricket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, one other little thing that came out in the last fortnight from domestic cricket was um, not many, if any, Joe Many has retired from Oof. South Australian cricket. So um, he Shame. will be going to Mulgrave, I believe, to play with Chris Gale. <laughs> 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 On Bitcoin there too. Oh, that was yeah. the allure. That was yeah. the allure. Can I just chuck in that I don't know how many ah. games they think they're going to play in this Marsh One Day Cup. I know last year they only ended up playing five each, play each other once. But um, they seem to be heading that way too because teams aren't playing double ups even though they've got no one else to play. No one's played that. Victoria or South, uh, New yeah. South Wales yet, have they? WA, when they played on Monday, that was their third game. <laughs> yeah, no. Lots of fanning about. In about a week and a half, I think I'd be done with the tournament. I'll have to come back to the yeah. final in like three yeah. months' time and have a play. Haven't played a 50 ever again yeah. since Lots the first week of November. Yeah. <laughs> uh, righty. Okay. Thank you very much, Roscoe. <laughs> All righty. All righty. Of the IPL, um, David, in a little bit of a segue. So over the uh, last few days, there was an auction held in Dubai to sell off a – Brand new two licenses 
for new IPL teams, and um, they would be sold for a combined total of 127.5 billion Indian rupee. So for those playing at home, that is Australian 2.3 billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Jesus Christ. So one team um, sold to uh, RP Sanjeev Guanka Group, which they used to own the defunct Pune franchise. So not only did they fucking pay pay for Pune Mm. that went down, that went under, they had to go and fucking buy another one. And they paid 70.9 billion rupee, which is Australian equivalent of 1.3 billion dollars for the Lucknow IPL team. Where the fuck's so, Lucknow? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Oh, good. In oh, that type of money, they want luck straight away. Fucking hell. Um, so the Not other... now, but straight away. <laughs> <laughs> luck so, straight um, away city. The yeah. other franchise was purchased by Irala Company PTE Limited, the CVC Capital Partners, apparently, whatever that fucking is. They bid a little bit over 56 billion Indian rupee, which is pretty much bang on Australian one billion dollars for a team that will be in Ahmedabad. Yes, Alex. Um, they, they make uh, toothpicks. Ah, so that's interesting because here it says they're involved in Formula One and recently bought a stake in the Spanish Football League La Liga. Yep. No, I yeah. think that's a mistake, Mick. I think what they actually do is they make mobile phone covers that you buy in the supermarket, the shopping centre. So Ahmedabad, northwest of the country, Lucknow, Northeast towards the Nepalese. Oh, oh. I'll be beautiful yeah. out there. Do you know what else they got in a metabed? No. You no. might remember this from earlier in the year. It's the world's biggest cricket stadium. That oh, massive, oh, stadium, 125,000. Um, That's a play out of there. I forgot to copy and paste probably. And it was in the article. They hosted Donald Trump. That's the one. What do you say? <laughs> Soshin Tenduka. Oh, Virat Kohli. Kohli. Virat Kohli. This is a little bit left of field. But speaking of random American people and Indian cricketers, so um, I listen to, I like, I'm, as you guys know, I'm a wrestling. bit of a wrestling oh, nerd. I listen, to a lot of, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. And this I, is know that, from the, I don't know if we can be part yeah, of this podcast. Can we, can we stop no, this no, now? This is a cricket podcast, I'll edit this out later. This is a wrestler from the 90s slash early 2000s called Jeff Jarrett. He used to work for WWF, WCW, and ran his own company as well called okay. TNA. Wasn't he on Better Homes and Gardens with Manny yeah, Hazelhurst? and he was on Little Creek. But, yeah, so he hosted it. He hosted a wrestling event in India where he wrestled Harbhajan Singh. What? Oh, that is so good. Of all the players, if, if you can choose anyone, he picked the best one. So he was telling, and he was telling the story on his podcast. Like, I'm, I'm away behind. This is like from months oh. ago, but I'm, I'm far behind on the podcast. But then he's telling the story, and when he was explaining to the host, who's a guy from Alabama. Explaining to him who Harbhajan Singh was, he called him, and I fucking quote, the Michael Jordan of Indian cricket. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's the only way they could compare to anything. I reckon, like, Steve uh, Smith's been called oh, that fuck. of Australian cricket. Uh, that's, that's so, so Harbhajan Singh, Sing. that yeah. is the greatest. Yeah, apparently, oh. yeah. Uh, so, yes, at least, well, that company, to me, it makes sense why they'd spend a billion Australian near enough 
because they're going to sell 120,000 tickets to every well, game. Exactly right? Right. <laughs> so you've got seven home yeah. games uh, times 125,000 people times money back 20 quick. bucks Australian per ticket. Money. <laughs> Lockdown looks fucking amazing. Uh, another interesting fact there, Mick, is that um, I was reading there that uh, IPO is just going to get bigger. Like, look at that money they're saying. Yeah. They won't stop it. Um, they don't. They, they reference the season by total number of games. So they say it's currently 74 game season, which I find hard because we always think of things in rounds yeah. usually. But um, I guess they're just going to add out to our way of thinking two more rounds on. They're still going to play each other. So it's a 14 game season or 14 round season that's so going to grow out to um, 18. 18 yeah. rounds, 18 games, four more games. You've got to play each, each of those two new teams home and away. So it'll go for longer. I think you're looking at, um, you know, mid-March through to end of May sort of stuff. So it goes for about eight weeks now, you know, four more games, another week or two maybe to get them in. So you know, a 10-week tournament. Mm. But fair enough, look at the money. There we go. That's the way so um, a bit of late-breaking news, which I just read online as well, is apparently a BBL franchise has reached out to Quinn de Cox Management they think he's going to have some free time on his hand in the next couple of months. So, yeah. Um, interesting so decision. That will be very interesting. Worrying. Maybe just give him some space. Hey? Probably yeah. got a lot of things going on in his mind, yeah. to be honest. i got a feeling without um, casting dispersions, it's one of the Victorian teams for the simple reason that the Cricket Victoria chairman was quoted in the article as saying that we believe the players should be able to deal with these situations how they see fit. So that's very... like. I think he might be in Renegade Red or Green or Melbourne Stars Green in the next few weeks, possibly. So I don't think. I know we've all had a dabble, except myself, in um, what should or shouldn't have happened. I'm not sure that uh, Cricket Victoria spokesman should be dabbling in what should or shouldn't happen in South no. African cricket about race relations. I no, think I think you just leave, that, 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 leave oh. that one alone. But yeah. Yeah, maybe we just stay the fuck out of it. Yeah. All righty. It's, it's so, their issue. Yeah. It's so fine. So, yeah. um, that's all my prepared statements for this podcast. So has anyone else got anything else they'd like to add? Any listener feedback? Or... Yes, Roscoe. Yes, I had a quick around the grounds. I just wanted to demonstrate yes, to Alex that it's possible to make it. these segments interesting. And <laughs> I'll be the judge of that, Ross. <laughs> well, I will give you one point. It will be succinct in comparison to are your you trip. Able to? Are you able to connect, correctly pronounce the town the ground is in? Uh, Eagle Hawk, yes. Oh, I'm, not sure if, I'm not sure if I'm on this now. Uh yeah. Right, so I went to famous Canterbury Park in Eagle Hawk today for a walk around. Check out the Heritage Grandstand. It's over 150 years old. One little yes. problem with it. If you sit in the very top row of the grandstand, you can't see out because the roof's at that high level. <laughs> it's been there for a very long time, but um, there you go. There's also standing room behind the back row where you'd be able to see even less. So <laughs> I don't know about that. But anyway, lovely grandstand, a picturesque ground. It has a strange sort of slope down to the playing surface. And you wonder, why is that there? That's because it used to have a greyhound track around it. And rather oh. than remodel the entire ground, they just oh. put grass there. But oh, the, it's sort of like almost a grass gutter, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. about five metres in from the fence. They've got a brand new um, built pavilion that was clearly from grant money because it looks fucking terrible and practical. <laughs> uh, they've also the social got... room's not facing the ground. Is oh, facing no, the... they managed to make them face the ground, but it's oh, built God. in the shape of a teepee. Uh, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't built by the Trove Sport, was it, by any chance? I think they might have got the same contractors out there and said, how can we make uh, the least best use of this available space? <laughs> anyway, it is brand new and looks nice inside, even if it is a bit of a funny shape. 
Uh, moving around to behind the goals or behind the bowler's arm, there's the thing that every cricket slash football ground should have, and that is like the tin shed area where they might have the cam bar set up. Mm-hmm. And there's just oh. a just a roof, tin roof, and a few step in the steps, the terraces yep. that you might call them in other countries. And uh, then the grassy banks all around the other sides. Grassy knolls. Nice. They've got uh, lights installed there. They're going to play T20 oh. night games there. Oh, nice. Uh, coming up midweek. And the lights are pretty new and haven't really had a chance to get used because of um, COVID um, not being many sporting events on mm-hmm. the last two years. But um, they're going to debut. And so I'd say it's um, Bendigo's second ground behind the Queen Elizabeth Oval yep. in town. And it's very Here good. And it's the Eagle Hawk Hawks who play there, would you believe? Oh, there you go. The Hawks. Who would have thought oh, that shit. was a nickname? And they wear two blues, dark blue, light blue. That's I would it. have thought the Eagle Hawk, Hawk Eagles, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say the Eagle Hawk, Eagle Hawks. Yeah, Chicken Hawks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ross, any international cricket played at the Eagle Hawk Hawkers ground? No. no. Well, no. Why would you pick it for it around the grounds? Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, who fuck. cares? Like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> How many pokies have played there? Fuck, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you allowed to wear your hat in the club room, Ross? Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Is there a point system? There was a sign at the, at the door about what you could wear in. I actually did read it because it was a prominent <laughs> sign. Ah, you got sucked in, Ross. You're talking <laughs> about it now. It said no footy boots inside the ch- inside the club rooms. Oh, how dare they? I know. Any spikes? Uh, no, spikes no footballs. No footballs. There's still the cricket season hasn't started, so there's still a little hangover from. It was all football signage. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They haven't done the handover yet where they complain about how clean it is inside. That's okay. it. That's yeah. it. I actually think uh, the cricket club doesn't use the big new building. They're actually under the old grandstand. Oh, oh yes. Because um, I've been down under there because I was there during the football season and the um, under the grandstand was um, yeah, low ceilings and all the cricket memorabilia up on the walls. Oh, so yeah. I think okay. they've got separate entities on that. Yeah, good. That's the mm-hmm. only way to have coexisting football and cricket clubs is that yeah. do not separate use the same rooms. rooms. Different keys. So. Yeah. <laughs> Righty, there you go. So there's my around the grounds for you. All yeah, right. That's, that's pretty so shit. I think no that is us <laughs> for... Um, <laughs> For another episode of the Mid-Off Cricket Podcast. Uh, it was all um, right, Ross. Good on you, mate. Yeah, we're getting into Christmas, so don't be afraid to hit up Fred Harold's socks. And yeah, buy us some socks too, listen. Get yourself yeah. some socks. Hit uh, up put in. I don't know. Hit up our... Hit up, oh, we've got Redbubble as well if you want a T-shirt or a hoodie. Yeah. Oh, oh, fuck. Baby bibs. What about hats? Can you get a hat? Baby oh, fucking hats, Ross. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Stubby holders, we're making shitloads off them, so we're just doing another run. Yeah, do a second one of them. Yeah. yeah. Making shitloads doing stubby holders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All righty. That'll do us. All right. Thank you, one and all. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Fuck you. Bye bye, everybody. Oh, no final thought from Ross. Well, the round the grounds was like a final thought, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, you didn't say it.